0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: For everything Buccaneers, it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell.
0: what's going on football fans welcome to jolly rogers and touchdowns and odyssey original podcast that brings you all tampa bay bucks insight and entertainment multiple times a week so be sure to conveniently download that odyssey app search jolly rogers and touchdowns hit that auto download button so that all brand new episodes are just sitting there waiting for you and better yet fans you can stream jolly rogers and touchdowns on any of your favorite streaming platforms so share it with friends family, other football fans, other Bucks fans, or Brady fans, whatever the case may be, share it around. Guys, I am Casey Hudson, joined by my lovely co-host, Kaylee Mizell, and it is time for us to sail into a brand new episode, Uh, but you're going to want to stay tuned for this one. It's going to be a very special episode. Kaylee, hi, how's it going? Week two of the new year. Um, I know it's been a crazy start to the new year, but- uh, It has been-
1: It's crazy that it's week two of the new year. That doesn't feel real. Um, yeah, everything's...
0: lack of caffeine that I've had for two weeks straight now.
1: Are you doing... Oh, because you do the Daniel fast. fast. No yeah, it's caffeinated. Oh, God bless you, Casey. <laughs> you... I will be... Yeah, the prayers. Mm-hmm. All of Thank the you. namaste, shaloms, everything to you. That's incredible. Um, nice. Yeah, that's hard. I've done it before. I've done it like... For the three weeks, I did it one time for like a month and a half. It's uh yeah, it can be. I think we've talked about it before on here, but like kudos to you. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that's super cool. I uh I some of the people in my like little church did, did a, a fast for like a week, but I had made all these Christmas cookies, and so I didn't want to like give them the Christmas cook. Like, I was like, this is torture. I can't give it. So I've waited to give them their Christmas cookies to this week. But then, you know, like things start getting ahead of you. And I'm like, ah, I still have to deliver the Christmas cookies. So maybe I'll <laughs> run out tonight and deliver some Christmas cookies and be like a little, I mean, it's like clearly past Christmas, but the cookies still taste good. So right. some people still fill
0: up. Our it works. Up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cookies are good All no matter time. what time of year. Right. Even if they're Christmas. Branded as Christmas cookies, they can last. All the green
0: sprinkles on it that you like, I'll eat it.
1: When I yes, exactly, yeah. (laughs) I don't do sprinkles on my cookies. I'm more like a. I've got the cinnamon rolls. I've got oatmeal scotchies. uh, These almond bars, Oreo balls, and there's one more. Hmm, I'm forgetting the last one, but I have I have another one that I make. all the goods. Oh.
0: Uh, James
1: our producer you are more than welcome to come over to my house and eat yeah. all of my Christmas I, I have an obnoxious amount of them still
0: um, because like I said remember.
1: I need to give them away um, <laughs> well Casey you you teased it uh, it's a special episode but also I don't want it to like be obnoxious or anything like that but I am both excited to celebrate our time together and what we've done here on Jolly Rogers and the season that we've had uh, but also kind of bittersweet to tell everyone and to announce officially that this is going to be my last episode, uh, just dealing with some health stuff that that um, I just have to take a little bit of a backseat right now and focus on some stuff with uh, me and my body um, and be there for my family and in the ways that um, that no one else can be, you know, as as a wife and a mom and doing the things that, that no one else can do, the, those jobs that... Uh, that I signed up for that come first, uh, sometimes. So, uh, with that being said, uh, I don't want to get too sappy here, but I do want to just take a minute to, to thank you guys, the fans for listening, um, listening to like all my silly antics to me going off to my, in my shaking my shoulders, the walk, the planks, me getting all, uh, intense on you guys because, that's just the real me. That's just who I am. I can have some intense moments. I'm a passionate person. What can I say? Um, you know, thank you to, to Bill and Jake. Um, you know, some of the people who at Odyssey who first reached out to me, uh, who believed in this idea and, and what we were doing, who put two women in a podcast and said, we think you guys are going to do awesome things and be super successful. That means a lot. Um, to our producer James, uh, who's just incredible, who has the funniest and wittiest uh, chats. I'm gonna miss your little chats, James, significantly. And uh, of course, to my wonderful friend and co-host Casey, I, I, you started me on this path and on this adventure, and I'm so glad that we started this adventure together. And I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm really sad that I have to leave the train a little bit early. But I also know that you will be doing amazing things for a long time to come. And uh, you know how big of a, a fan I am of you, Casey, and, and of everything that you do. So you're always going to have a cheerleader over here at my house. Um, and and you're always going to have cookies over at my house. So <laughs> come on over anytime. I'll caffeinate you once, uh, once the Daniel Fast is done. I'll caffeinate you. I'll feed you cookies. We'll, uh, you know, we'll grow some beer bellies like Tom Brady, maybe this summer, because uh, who knows, is he going to be back or not? Uh, <laughs> uh, unlike Tom Brady, I will probably not be coming out of this retirement. Uh, I mean, who knows what the future holds, but uh, I do need to take some time away right now to focus on my health and, and, and my family. Um, so I guess with all that being said, it's kind of like the down and the dumpers, it's um, diverse. maybe, <laughs> Casey, <laughs> is, there, is there any other <laughs> breaking news or news that we hey, need it's to like share? Can something
0: mask this situation? Uh, We're no, not serious, <laughs> it's not, it's, it, it's not a, it's not sad news. It's not news that we love to hear, but we can always celebrate, um, a fellow co-host that has put in time, effort, energy, and sacrifice and a long season because, What people that don't work in sports don't realize and what fans get the pleasure to do that we don't get to do is hiatuses or breathing room or breaks, real actual breaks or holidays with family and friends or travel, whatever the case may be. And, you know, sometimes fans and friends see things on social media and they don't realize that it doesn't translate to what's going on at home. So you've been a trooper. Um, We've all jumped through so many hoops to make sure that we deliver the best show between you, me, and James. And we've always tried to put our best foot forward here at Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Fans, you guys have been great with feedback, questions. Whenever we had to take a small hiatus, you asked where we were, which just shows so much love. And um, you can continue to show that love by following Kaylee at Kaylee Mizell. Keep up with everything that she has going on. Continue to send her uh, best wishes for her health and whatever the future may hold for her because the future is bright with the grind that we know that Kaylee has and what she's brought to the table here at Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns how i met you initially at valley so nothing negative here nothing no no downer we've had intense emotions when it comes to talking about the bucks but this is not one of them so uh everybody who puts the time the energy the mental capacity into this industry deserves grace deserves respect and deserves a loving send-off so kaylee appreciate you um we're so glad for the time that we had with you here at jolly rushes and touchdowns and we cannot say it enough I'm sure James will throw your name in some shoulder shimmies uh, to direct guests from here on out. And guys, don't panic. We will be bringing in some fantastic guests. Kaylee has helped me set some things up. So you're going to want to follow us at Jolly Rogers TDS so that you know who's popping onto the show. Some of your favorites, some of your favorite analysts, some of your favorite, I don't know, former football players, former athletes, ecstatic fans. There's so much in the books, in the works here. So follow at Jolly Rogers TDS. Follow at Kaylee Maisel to show your support and your love for the next chapter coming up. And uh, let's keep this ball rolling. Let's keep this train going. off seasons coming, but we don't know when the off-season is coming because somehow these guys, this Bucks team, these Pirates, well, this is probably very fitting. These Pirates were able to conquer an island and captivate the heart's of football fans and stay in the playoff conversation and they will be hosting the Cowboys on Monday as Kaylee and I told you guys last episode and with that Kaylee I figure let's just have some fun with this for starters we're not big speculators here we love the human conversation and coach Bowles had a press conference yesterday he said some interesting things talk us through whatever popped out at you or was the most interesting uh, statements that coach Bowles made because he's a man of few words but bold statements if I could say
1: Go to your happy price price line. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting because uh, well, two things. Um, the they're ending, well, not ending, but like they're starting the playoffs in the same way that they started the regular season, which is with a game against the Cowboys. So that's kind of funny and indicative of questions like, mm-hmm. well, how much have you changed since you last played the Cowboys? And and, uh, and one of the things that that, you know, Obviously you look at yourself a year ago and you say, well, I've changed quite a bit. You know, was it wasn't it a year ago around, well, it was probably a little bit after this time that Tom Brady, we thought he was going to retire. Right. And then he comes back. He, so things change in a year. A lot. Um, so Todd Bowles, you know, just saying, just saying the reality of the fact that he says, you know, we're a different team. Uh, I can't speak for them talking about his players, um, and, and talking about the Cowboys a bit, but, but he's saying, you know, we're, we're a different team. Um, and that was interesting to me because I didn't know whether to take it as a positive, we're a different team or a negative. We're a different team.
0: yeah,
1: um, cause obviously they've had some health, you know, uh, injuries, health concerns, um, for some of the players, they started off the season very confident in themselves, mm-hmm. but maybe too confident. You know, I think Todd Bowles said it's at one point in time that everybody was just living in this Super Bowl fantasy. Um, so maybe too confident. at So I don't know if, if if the change is because I guess to me, Casey, where I'm thinking about it is like the change has to be mental, because in terms of what we've seen on the field. It, it's changed some, but not significantly, like not a yeah. ton and not necessarily a ton for the better. Um, I right. wouldn't say. So that comment to me, it was just interesting because I was like, it, there was a, there was like a, I was like, have you changed? Yeah. Have you changed for the better? Have you changed your playbook? Have you changed your mentality? What has changed? Because so significantly, I know things are different, but I feel like the thing that is different is maybe the expectation, right, on the team, and not the actual team. Because coming into the season, there were high expectations. We said things like, "This team could go to the Super Bowl. This mm-hmm. team can legitimately make us a, a, a huge run." Oh, there's no, there was not even a question. Is this team going to make the playoffs? It was like, uh, it was like, that was not a question. It was like, how, who are they going to play when they play, when they went, when they play the Super Bowl? That was the question. So that we came in with high expectations, rightly so, because you look at the team and they're stacked. But the expectations are not the same anymore. So I, I kind of have going to switch the question to you, Kate. Like, what has, do you, do you see change? And in your opinion, what has changed in this team? This is from the first a, Sunday to this Sunday. This is, this
0: is a loaded question. If we're asking about what changed from week 18 to playoff week one, uh, a lot has changed, you know, for, for well, in a weird way, this, this is what makes football so beautiful and so complicated in one. Because the reality of it is, in the first couple of weeks of the season, they weren't putting up points. The defense was mm-hmm. just stealth. They were stout. They were hard to get through. They were keeping. The, they weren't even only keeping them in games, but they were winning the games for them. They were keeping other were, teams. They, the
1: board. defense was putting up points.
0: They were keeping teams off the board. So yeah, you go from having this this defensive minded team that's winning games for you to trying to piece it together, to health becoming an issue, to defense falling apart, to defense starting to come back in, to offense somewhat starting to do some okay things. Then offense starts riding the high of these comebacks versus actually playing well uh, for first half, second half, or four freaking quarters, for crying out loud. And then the resurgence of defense, and then more injuries, and now we're here. So it's just like, in terms of what has changed, Not much. (laughs) I can't say much has changed. Aside from the crutch that we can give called the injury report, uh, the coaching has been rough. Um, They have – still been barely inconsistent with making drastic changes on the field and sticking to it. They show glimmers of hope, and then they retract. They're still too scared to execute on fourth down. I mean, there's still so many issues here that have been a season situation outside of injuries. So it's funny to me that Coach Bowles, who has been so bold at the podium as of late, but the media that he's dealing with in those seats, my gosh, he has to come and say things that are going to, I don't know. Pain, um I don't want to say appease because most of the time media walks away still upset about something I and I get I get why most of the time they are searching for an answer they're not getting answers but it's you know it's playoffs now if you didn't get the answer five weeks ago you're not going to get it today probably that's just my guess no so yeah. all that to say to say we're a different team is such a bold statement because that's like all right, we're just going to get crazy with this episode. Kaylee and I like to get off the tracks a little bit here. That's that friend that you have that comes to the table and is like, I'm not dating anymore because of the one bad date that she had. And then you catch her like two days later out on a date and you're like, oh, I thought that you hung this up. Like, I thought we were done. Yeah. But then and she's, she's like, like, but I'm a new yeah. person. I learned. I'm different. Yeah. And like, no, honey, you're still doing the things. The things are or- still happening.
1: Or there's an excuse. It's like, oh, this isn't a date where we're just like, we're just getting drinks. And it's like, right. yeah, a that's, a that's a date. A date. A
0: free dinner. No, you're giving your time and energy to something, and you're calling it different. You're now calling, you know, a cattle a bull and vice versa. So that's where I'm just like, I think that was a little too much. Now, if he's alluding to something, we're different team now meaning this injury report's about to look a whole lot different come Monday that can be somewhat different or Uh the the Christmas present that is late to arrive to us all would be big red in the center with Hainsey going out with that hamstring injury and Leverett having to move in and his in his place is the we're a different team now meaning that we're going to see kind of an original lineup that failed to exist at some parts, at some crucial parts of this season, I can work with that. That's a nice little teaser. We can play with that a little bit. But if Ryan Jensen's not standing at center and half of this, no, if 90% of this injury list is not healthy and ready to go Monday, um, we're not a different team. We're just looking Mm -hmm. to execute differently. And then at that point, I'm not holding my breath. I am sending prayers and petitions, and I'm just going to sit back and see how it all unveils.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Casey, I'm on board with you a hundred percent. It's that's why I picked that quote. It's like, oh, "Oh, I just, are you? barely digest
0: that one. It was just, I like positivity. I get it. It's a new year. They're, they're well, I can't say crush me in 2023 anymore because Sunday's game was interesting.
1: (laughs) I know. It doesn't feel very self-aware, but one mm-hmm. thing we we can be aware of that's already being talked about is tom brady's record against the cowboys which is lose. pristine pristine yeah. um so that is potentially could be good <laughs> or <laughs> makes, it could end up being different. like a thing that comes back to, to bite him there's always oh. there's always th- this time for uh, for losing uh, the, uh, clearly, I don't hope that they lose. Um, but right, I do think that the team has to do some stuff because the Cowboys are a good team. But Casey, that kind of like leads me into thinking about the season and some good things that have happened throughout the season. So, uh, as this nifty little uh season and review, uh, lower third comes up, thanks, James. Um, hinting at where I'm going. What uh, what what are some points of this season? Maybe the team hasn't changed much, but there's still a few things to celebrate. What are some things that uh, over the last season that we can look at to celebrate?
0: That's a this is a fun topic because it's so again, like I said, this, this season is a beast that you don't realize. What it consists of until you get to training camp
1: in July,
0: July, like it's months and months and months of football, football, football. Um, But yeah, so this is a fun game season and review. I think we'd be remiss not to start with week one, just touching on it. Um, We'll have a game preview and more information coming up in the next episode of Jolly Rogers and touchdowns, but kind of just touching back on the excitement of week one. I don't think that they were overly confident, but there was always the question of, is Chris Godwin going to play? There was all these exciting question marks. Then there was coming out of this training camp where Brady took 11 days of absence, and how was that going to affect the team? Was it going to hurt the team, help the team? All these question marks. So just the anticipation that went from, you know, a losing preseason, an interesting, dramatic training camp, and then game one, week one in Dallas, and again it wasn't the flashiest performance by offense they still put up 19 points but it was so fun to watch this defense that's what the conversation revolved around so if I had to take uh my first stride backwards look in the rearview mirror uh I'm gonna go with the fact that Leonard Fournette rushed for 127 yards and then the the nickname just started to go crazy because it's like Oh, oh yeah can we give them this season like He's he's done them all. Lombardi Lenny, playoff Lenny, second half Lenny, TD Lenny, uh Tutty Lenny, two tutty lenny. Um and I then feel I like tried to
1: lunch lunchtime
0: Lenny. Was that something at some point? It was, and they were when they were getting on him about his, his training camp entry body. Um ah, that's what I yeah. was like.
1: I feel like there's something that had to do with eating in there. I I made up pumpkin spice money. lenny during the fall.
0: Yeah, there was- um, Situations. It's funny though because he yeah. he made a joke about all of his nicknames in the training camp, training camp presser. So for a fun little moment, it's just kind of again to see where a season can transform to. Week one, Leonard Fournette goes off. Um, Tom Brady throws for over two hundred yards, which might seem a little small for the guy who's still breaking his own records and doing massive things. Uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. had an interception that game, so it was a great little compilation of. Bucks football that we were hoping to see all season long. It didn't really go too far past week one or week two. We'll give them week two. Um, but yeah, starting my season in review, I got to I gotta go with that. That Cowboys game was just so exciting. Um, them starting away, you know, you, me, and James got to text about it during the game and then hop on and do post game. It was our first real post game, oh, yeah. too. That was, was so exciting. Fun. And that was, I know we were happy because we just got to talk about so many cool moments of that game. And there was so much excitement. We loved seeing what the defense did and stopping the run game that we thought was going to be the Dallas Cowboys. And they held them to a field goal. So I think week one is a great start. Um, That's where Jolly Rogers really just kind of got its bearings and and ran with the Wolves. And it was so much fun covering that game and hopping on here and talking about it and bragging about these guys, um, bragging about a team that deserved to be bragged on. So... What would be one of your first season and review games or moments that stuck out to you?
1: Yeah, I wanted to fast forward um, because to, to to a game I'll I'll tell you it at some point um, because I do think it's probably one on both of our lists to be honest, Casey. Um, but uh, but I'm gonna go with because you started at the beginning now it feels like. Chronological orders in my brain. So it has to be the saints, right? You know, like everyone was talking about like the streak. Oh my gosh. The saints. Oh, the bucks yeah. number. Da, da, da. Like uh, what's going to happen this time, Tom Brady. Can he get it done against the saints? And then it's not that it was like the prettiest game or anything, but the bucks came back. They score 17 in the fourth to win mm-hmm. 20 to 10. And and that, like, is characteristic of Tom Brady, of, of who he is, of who he can be, turning it on, you know, the Tom Brady magic in the fourth quarter, turning it up and, and letting it ride um, to, to get the win, to secure the win against the Saints. I remember talking to you guys about it because I, I, I'm pretty sure it was the Saints were ahead and Aaron, my husband, who is a Saints fan, had, he fell asleep. And I almost woke him up to like, "Hey, the, the the bugs came back." But I knew that he wouldn't be very happy if I woke him up because, a, I was waking him up, and b, it was because his team was losing that I was and waking he him had
0: up. Wager to fulfill when the when the yes, he walked. did, he did. So
1: that was that was fun to do that with you guys to include my family uh, and just like a fun family dynamic that we have. Um, you know the the fun rivalry that that you have whenever you have someone who is from Florida and who grew up yes. cheering for the Bucks, and someone who is from New Orleans and grew up cheering for the Saints in the same household. Um, and oh, that's, uh, that's the situation that we have. So that was that was a lot of fun. It was fun to see that play out the way that it did um, for the Bucks to secure that win. So I would say that's uh, that was a a fun moment to review. Yeah.
0: Love that one. That's definitely a good one. And the the <laughs> the crap talking that went back and forth between Bucks and oh. Saints was so interesting. Okay. At least we all kept the wagers really, you know, not out of control because some people just yeah. get it. And I'm not I I am not I'm not a, a sportsman like better. <laughs> I I have to like talk in circles and, and kind of backtrack there a little bit because I'm like, geez, what did I just lose here? What did I sign up for in that? Couple what did of I What did months?
1: I say that I would do? I got a yeah. little bit
0: too it over my head. A little bit. Um, but kind of jumping a little bit from week two versus the Saints, the next one that I would probably take is that Falcons game. So after the Saints, the Bucks get uh two losses, back-to-back losses, or maybe a couple losses in between, uh, starting with their home opener versus the Packers, which should have been a shoe-in for them, let's be honest, guys. Uh Chiefs game that they seemed it was winnable at moments for them and then just not it. And then that leads me over to the Falcons where it was like, Oh my gosh, what are they going to do here? How's this going to play out? And they end up beating the Falcons 21 to 15, but it's not that it's Tom Brady's 351 passing yards, one touchdown. And it's Leonard Fournette turning into a wide receiver in this game, 83 receiving yards. I'm back to Leonard Fournette. Um, he kind of, I don't want to say fizzled out because things and circumstances have changed with this team, with the system, with what's been required of them. Situational football has requested different things of this team. Uh, But with that, I feel like Leonard Fournette, if his name's not topping the charts of the conversation, he's not a conversation and he deserves to be because he's, he was the guy keeping them in games if it wasn't the defense. So wide receiver Lenny versus the Falcons was a hoot to me. I did get a, a nice laugh out of that. Fully respectful laugh, guys, obviously. Um, but then it was, you know, Mike Evans, 81 yards, Chris Godwin. That's when we really started to see him get back into a rhythm a little bit, not playing scared. Not that he really ever came back playing scared, but, you know, he took eloquent strides game by game i would say and i think that this was a noticeable one this is where we first also saw uh hold your wigs fans kate Otten, do magic on the field do magic i don't know if that sounds appropriate or weird or odd um make some magic on the field and that might still be weird so forgive me fans but this is where we saw kate Otten. six receptions 43 yards and then was like oh my gosh we actually have a we have a tight end nothing not taking away from Cameron Break, but I'm just saying build, stature, ability, blocking, catching. This was where the excitement of KDOTN came to life. And you guys know since training camp, I love this kid. I saw so much maturity in him. I saw that he could play a role with this team early on. I actually said it here on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. Do not be surprised if KDOTN gets involved early not only early in the season, but early as a rookie for this team and that they end up counting on him. Now, did they actually go into a game and finally count on K-Dot? and No, we were constantly waiting until the second half before he got involved, which was the biggest disappointment. I think it started to kind of play into his confidence a little bit. He had a wonky game uh, last week and the week before that, but kind of did a lot better for the moments that he had coming up. So I still stand by the fact that I think he's going to do big things in this league and fantastic things with this Bucks team. But the resurgence or no, the the initiation of KDOT and doing big things for the Bucks was this Falcons game. And while most of us didn't know if they deserved it, um, they pulled off a W. They showed that they can stay in the hustle there. There was guys who you don't really talk about. They were collecting sacks. Logan Hall got a sack. I believe that was his first career uh, NFL career sack, and he was just so humble and quiet about it. After in the press in pressers, it was just kind of like, "Yeah, you just keep working towards it." It's the big guys that have the the least to say and the softest voices. It's it's so interesting and fun to see in the locker room. But Joe Shango collects a sack via so it was an exciting, messy game. We can't say no game versus the Bucks this year was not messy, but this was an exciting, messy one for me.
1: Yeah, that I mean, and then the fact that they're you know starting to uh to rack up some of those, um, you know, in division wins that that means a lot, right? So, we talked about the yeah. Saints, we talked about the Falcons, Casey. The next one I'm gonna skip to is actually gonna be when they went to Germany because I think that there was a little bit of a uh, a question mark as like a turning point. We we were talking about what would uh what would be a turning point for the Bucks and it felt like for a moment that it, that it was going to be their game in Germany. Um the way that they came out um and and took the lead early on in that game, just the way that the offense in defense played, I know it was a closer game than maybe we would have liked being the 21 to 16 win, but, but I really thought that they played a really solid game scoring 14 in the second, um, you know, the defense did let up a little bit in the fourth. Um, but I but I really liked what they were able to do. Tom Brady, you know, over 250 yards. We saw a little bit more Rashad White in that game, which excited us. He had over 100 yards rushing. Um, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, um, both had and Julio Jones uh, all, all had over 50 yards. Kate Otten had three receptions for 35 yards so it was at this moment Casey that I remember getting on the podcast and we were talking about like they listen to us they finally have listened they're getting Kate Otten involved they're they're doing some Rashad White is here he got over 100 yards like they're on the right path let's just keep this going it didn't happen exactly like that but I do remember feeling a lot of excitement and feeling like this could be the turning point for this team kind of um, in a weird way, circling back to how the turning point for the bolts was when they went to Sweden. I thought, Oh my gosh, maybe this is going to be the turning point for this bucks team going to Germany, winning the game, winning against the Seahawks, uh, a team that to that point, people were really, really high on the Seahawks. Um, So I just remember that feeling, feeling a lot of excitement after that win.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And we were even more excited at the fact that we were seeing, like, a complete football game out of this team. You know, yeah. came out, handled their business. There were some moments. I think first quarter was a little wonky for them. But, yeah, they started stringing together some pretty good football. They tried a funky thing. I think – who tried to throw a pass to Tom Brady? I think it was Leonard Fournette. Rose
1: Fournette, Yeah. yeah.
0: They tried something. They didn't let incompletion uh, completely rob them of momentum, and they stayed in this game. So while it wasn't this blowout score, as you mentioned beforehand, Haley, it was still a very exciting game from top to bottom. Um, There was plenty of good football. If anything, there was, if not more, of their consistent football in this matchup, in this game. And I think this was one of the first games where Chris Godwin was leading in, rec- in receiving yards, which everyone was so excited about because then we're like, oh, he's back. And oh yeah, if he can do that, imagine what he's going to do next week and the week after and, and so on and so forth. So that was an exciting game for so many reasons. And then they just started getting everybody involved. Scotty Miller, Keyshawn Vaughn got out there, Cameron Bray, Leonard Fournette, wide receiver Fournette. Uh, and then Tom Brady's incomplete pass. So there was a lot of fun things to watch. Devin White had a heck of a game after his situation. Um, if you guys recall, you know, while he was on his flight over to Germany, he unfortunately lost his his dad. But what better way to honor something that you're going through um, or still even trying to process because grief is such a weird thing. But to be processing something so monumental and to do it through something that you love, uh, for a guy who loves horses, I can't think of a better analogy. It's just like that free ride that you get across, you know, acres and acres of land, and just feeling completely uh, free and and able to just go as far as the wind will take you. So, it was exciting for so many so many reasons, and just to kind of see how this team picks up and and rallies behind one another, like while they've had their drama, then. They were able to still do this like you know everybody out there was playing for Devin, and Devin was playing for his dad and there's just so much beauty to that game on top of finally seeing uh, some complete football being played the closest to four quarters we've seen this team do yet so agree with that yeah. one entirely kaylee which takes me to um see this is, this is where it gets hard buck stands this is where it gets hard yeah it's it was nice for them to have two wins over the Saints this season, but this division has just been kind of awful to watch. Um, now it was neck and neck. It was Andy Dalton who almost put a beating on the Bucks there, but they rallied. And when they when they do end up doing these comebacks, when they do show teams that they're still in it to win it or to contend, is where you kind of see some magic happen. And that kind of just takes me back to the defensive side of the ball. Carl Nassib getting a sack, Dave Levante David getting a sack. Um, it wasn't this monstrous performance of a game between either team. It was just the timeliness of the saints starting to crumble and beat themselves. But I think being able to beat the saints twice in a season did something for the bucks mentally. Not that they've turned around and and improved that all that much, but I think it's something can play into, you know, their chances into this playoff situation. That was just kind of an honorable mention where I am going to with my last, with my last choice of this season I wonder if we're
1: on the same page. I'm excited to hear what you say. Uh, <laughs> I'm waiting in anticipation. A, I know.
0: I'm. I'm torn. I'm so torn. Of, of course, I want to gravitate towards that that win over the Panthers, but I'm going to take a I'm going to take a little detour here. I'm going to choose okay. the Bengals game. I'm going to choose the Bengals game for a couple of reasons because. Wait, they were, when they lost? When they lost. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to oh, pick up little L here.
1: Interesting. Okay.
0: Because I have to we I think it has to be recognized the fact that they were in control for 3 quarters, really, or 2 quarters. It it was the third that they really let up and then the fourth that they tried to rally and they couldn't do the fourth fourth quarter rally this game. I liked what I saw in the second quarter of this game versus the Bengals. It was another hopeful moment of like, okay, if you guys can just package this into a bottle, spray the team with it, and use this magic, this gusto, this gumption for the rest of the season, we're going to be sitting pretty. It didn't particularly happen that way. Of course, they lost to the Bengals 34 to 23. The Bengals completely came back in the fourth, scoring 14 points. Uh, But that second quarter that they had with their own 14-point quarter and some of the different plays and the adjustments that they attempted to make, again, the consistent part has never been their strong suit. Whenever they try something and it doesn't pan out right away, they completely backtrack. But for the most part, you know, you've know, you got Chris Godwin led the charge that game. Him and Mike Evans both tied for 83 receiving yards. Russell Gage all of a sudden is where we started to kind of see him a healthier version of him and how he can help this team. So that was nice. The glimmers of hope that we saw, I think, brought the playoff conversation back minus the big picture of all the drama that was surrounding this game. So I liked what I saw in the first two quarters out of this team, especially the second quarter. I liked the fight. The Bengals are a great team. I, I would not be surprised by any means if they're in the Super Bowl. So just taking away halftime in the second half, looking at that first half alone, they them being able to contend with the Bengals, when I kind of pictured this going entirely differently, there was excitement, there was hope, there was so much energy around this team and, and rally. And then, of course, things kind of – Changed because they uh, they beat themselves, and that's kind of been the the song and dance of this entire season for most games. Is Bucks beating the Bucks? Uh, Kaylee, what was your final game? I I realized I surprised you, so now I know we didn't have the same one.
1: It surprised me just a little bit, cause yeah, cause uh, I was gonna take. Um yeah, like the easy answer, the one that you were thinking about was, which was the Panthers game just to clinch, you know, yeah. division. Um, also they, that was their first time winning over the Panthers this season. So,
0: no.
1: um, that was, I mean, just for those two reasons, it's, it's not that it was like the prettiest game or that they learned. So, I mean, they did put up 30, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's like one of their highest, uh, <laughs> scores this season. Um, but, uh, But more so, um, more so, just for the reason reasoning of of clinching the division and uh, and getting um, you know getting their first win over the Panthers, which means they beat each of their divisional uh, rivals once at least once this season. With the Saints, they beat them twice this season. So I think that that's like a you know uh, can also be celebrated. Absolutely.
0: Wow! See now, I like re- this. Is why you can't live in the past, but you got to glance in the rearview mirror
1: sometimes. Yeah, every once in a while, so look back there. Like,
0: this has been a roller coaster ride. Kaylee and oh, I have been, it hasn't been. on this show, but with that said, there's been fun things to watch with this team. There's been great conversations surrounding this team. There's been great plays by individual players that you just love to support and see what they're going to produce and put up the week. Uh, the week coming up and stuff, and you guys probably know by now who some of our favorite players have been. Uh, Kaylee, what would be one player that you would say has is like your your golden boy of the season uh, as we wrap up our season and review, or if you could choose two, one offense, one defense.
1: Ooh, okay. Um... The offensive player might be a little bit harder. Uh, defense is is easy because it's Anton Woodfield Jr. Um, I just I, th- I think he has so much upside. I think that he's just going to continue to have a really really bright career. He's yeah. just the guy that I believe in, um, and that I think I think he's going to do a lot of really big things. Offensively, I'm gonna go second half of the season. I'm gonna go Rashad White because wow. I also think that he has, we didn't see him very much in the first half of the season. And mm-hmm. while I am high hot on the tight ends and, you know, I, I love me some Chris Godwin and you know, there's, there's, there's a few other players you could throw out there, but I'm going to go Rashad white because I think that he also has a lot of upside. And I think that the way that he it can be utilized in the future um is is really powerful he's really quick um he doesn't like put his body in situations that would um be detrimental to him in the long run we, we yeah. i mean the average career of running backs is like oof low i mean wow. it's it's like less than 3 years maybe it, it, it's it's not very high usually um because because they put their bodies in the line so much, but he's really smart about the way that he uses his body. So mm-hmm. I think that he's a guy that can have a lot, a lot of longevity in the league because he is young. He's good. Um, mm-hmm. He's still learning. He wants to learn. He's eager to learn. And so for me, um, all of those things have a, a, a pretty significant upside. So those are going to be my golden boys for this season. If, if we want to put it that way. <laughs> Love that. I know I try
0: to think of something different, but I think I have golden rolls in my brain for some reason, Uh previous conversation with my mom. Uh, if I had to choose offense and defense, I'll start with defense. Carlton Davis is going to have to be, is going to have to be my guy. He's, he's been lock and key on some of the top receivers in the league. That was his goal heading into this season. I think he did pretty well at maintaining that goal. And uh, he's kind of been shuffling through a few little injuries here and there, but he fights to get back on the field for his teammates, for this team. So, Hopefully we'll see him versus the Cowboys. It'll be crucial that he would be in. You've seen his absence. you felt his absence the past two weeks. So um, definitely a guy I'd love to see back on the field and who I could say has been a consistent, at least building off of the season that he had last year. As long as he can get his hands on a ball, he'll take his career to a whole nother level. Um, that's a topic for another day, maybe even another season. Offense is kind of hard. We all know that the ship that I was riding on was the co and Kate Otten ship. I still support the heck out of those two guys. We saw some impressive things out of Ko Keith this season. We saw some impressive things out of Kate Otten this season, some great monstrous catches by Kate And So it maybe slight honorable mention to those two, but it's gonna be Chris Godwin, Kaylee. You and I talked about him being a great contender for comeback player of the year, um, and you know, battling a whole different little injury for a second there and continuing to show up the accountability, the leadership, his love, his passion for this team for Tampa Bay. Uh, it's going to be Chris Godwin for me as the offensive player. And, no, guys, this doesn't mean that we don't love and support Tom Brady, that he's not the GOAT. We're just giving some other guys a little a little spotlight there for a minute. In this season review, um, Kaylee, as we get ready to wrap things up here on Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, this little special edition, end of the regular season, heading into playoffs, nice little midweek uh, episode and a lovely send off for you Uh, anything else you can think of that you want to say for Jolly Rogers and touchdowns, anything that you loved or will miss from uh, Jolly Rogers and touchdowns or the season.
1: Oh, well, I mean, yeah, a lot of things, Um, but, but I won't, I won't take too much time to go through them all. Um, Just know that, you know, I am thankful to you fans. I'm thankful to the bucks organization, letting me cover them to um, the other media and personnel who welcomed me with open arms um, to, to coverage. Um, yeah, it just, it's, it's a, it's a really great place to be in Tampa and and everyone here is really kind and supportive. And I, I, I so appreciate that again. Thank you to, to Bill um, for, for reaching out, for believing in us, um, for, for, Letting us do this thing, Casey, for you to starting, you know, all of this, starting the conversations for your friendship, for your guidance, your support, just being really easy to talk to, being fun to talk to. Uh, we've had a lot of fun episodes. We've talked a lot about some random things and I hope that you fans have enjoyed it. I've enjoyed my time here. And like I said, I'm not stepping away because uh, be- because I want to or because I, I you know, I, I have this, you know, amazing opportunity that I'm going off to pursue. Um, But it's just, it's just one of those things where I have to take a step back for, for me, for my body, um, for my family. Um, You know, when, when you know it's the right time to take a step back uh, for your own personal and health reasons, um, then, then you have to do what's best for you. And and I just appreciate the support in being able to, to make that decision. Um, So thank you, Casey. Thank you, James. Thank you, fans. I really appreciate all of it. And I will miss you, certainly. But you guys don't have to miss Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns because while I might be leaving, the podcast will stick around with Casey. And like she said at the beginning, some incredible guests and guest co-hosts that are going to come in. So be sure to download the Odyssey app. You can download that wherever you find your apps. Find Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns and turn on the auto download button anytime that there's a new episode, which Casey has some big plans for some of the guests that she's going to bring on here soon. Uh, Anytime there's a new episode, those episodes will come straight into your phone. So be sure to download odyssey app turn on auto download jolly rogers and touchdowns jolly rogers and touchdowns is available anywhere you find your podcasts and of course you can stay up to date on everything that is happening with bucks football if you just follow jolly rogers tds on both instagram and twitter for the last time i'm kaylee myzel thank you so much for listening she's casey hudson you can follow her at the sports case and i will see you guys i'm sure around sometime